Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. Post credits. 20 bucks for a bucket of popcorn and a Coke. Unbelievable. Now that people are starting to feel a bit more comfortable going back out, a bunch of discussions around catching a movie at the theater versus staying home and streaming it online have been popping up all over the internet. First and foremost, streaming is an amazing way to catch movies. But there are pros and cons to this kind of stuff, and we have to keep a balance and kind of understand what's at stake. It's fine that you watch most of your movies on streaming, but what you can also do at the same time is understand that a thriving theatrical experience is also crucial to what you're seeing at home. That sounds pretty reasonable, right? You would think so. But here's the thing. We have people right now in the industry, editors-in-chief, large outlets, suggesting that it's fine to let our cinemas crumble. That it's part of the evolution, some sort of adapt-or-die kind of mentality. Before we get too far, here's a fun fact for those folks. People can screw up. <laughs> Do you know that? Turns out, sometimes we can get complacent and make things worse. Not every change we make results in progress. Sometimes we can regress. And as movie lovers, a choice like this should warrant a little extra consideration before it all ends up in the rearview mirror. Just chalked up as evolution. How quickly we forget they called it progress when they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. So, anyway, you know what else is a little bit complacent? These articles from self-proclaimed movie lovers suggesting how they are just okay with trading in the movie theater experience to binge shows in their underwear. I get that not everybody is all in on movies like myself. It's more expected coming from people who aren't as invested in like what movies get made and things like this. But coming from someone who says they adore the art, and spends all day writing about it, it is beyond short-sighted for them to disregard the obvious benefit that comes from people coming together and watching films in the most immersive atmosphere possible and the impact that that has had on the movies we watch today and the movies that we will watch tomorrow. And as you would expect, there are plenty of people backing these claims up online, and albeit heartbreaking to see members of the movie community being so apathetic when it comes to our movie houses, it made me want to touch on some thoughts I saw being swirled around. The price. It always comes up early in these conversations. Corporate-owned theaters charge way too much for a lot of things. You're not going to find me arguing that. That said, though, independent locally-owned theaters are all over the country, and they're trying to wrestle with the capital that these theaters can put up. One way they've been winning big is that they've leaned into the culture and the quality of the experience. Cultivating a community of movie lovers and not charging nearly as much as their massive competitors, all the while showing brand new big name movies from today, and also giving moviegoers an opportunity to catch classic films, cult films, all sorts of stuff from the past on the big screen. For many, it's their first time seeing their, some of their older favorites in a theater. I'm one of those folks, and it's nothing short of magical. Oftentimes, I think people assume that that same old corporate theater that charges them an arm and a leg to walk through the door is the only place to catch a movie. And they never look a few minutes down the road to find what could be the best movie-going experience they've had in years. Then on the contrary, I've seen folks saying that their local theater is falling apart. They make the claim that their home setup is better than the theater, that they haven't been to the theater in years, and they wouldn't even think to go now. Well, what did you think would happen if you stopped going? It's what happens when we never leave our house. If we care about movies and the community around them, then we should honestly be a voice for our local theaters. Not every movie house is a multi-billion dollar effort. If you love movies, if you love going to the movies, but your local theater sucks and needs a makeover, step up. Rally the troops. 
and at least bring some awareness to the need. God knows if you're on Twitter as much as some of these people are, you could use something to do. As movie lovers, it's what we should do. Some people claim that they've had a bad experience and have no desire to go back to the cinema. Scott made a point to address bad etiquette as a growing issue in movie theaters, and he's absolutely right. I do think there's a line that can be drawn between many people getting used to like cutting up during a movie, not paying attention, streaming it at home, and then behaving that same way in theaters when they actually do go out. But that said, there's a distinction that needs to be made. If you choose Marvel movie opening weekends as your two theatrical experiences every year, it is true that you run a larger risk of a loud kid or obnoxious fanboys dampening your experience. But if Avengers Endgame is the control for your experiment, you're not running a fair laboratory. Not every experience will be good. It never is with anything. But when you sit in a theater and watch a movie that you love with a great crowd, you're going to remember it forever. The hard pill to swallow here is that most folks won't give much care to making sure that they experience movies in the way the director intended. The majority will be completely fine with their local cinema being hollowed out and turned into an event hall while binging the latest thing they'll forget about in a week. But I'm not talking to those folks right now. I'm talking to the dirtbags. The kind of people who love movies enough to care about what I'm saying. The kind of people who understand that the movie theater experience is more than the images on the screen. It's the collective experience. That the stranger two rows ahead of you is a little bit less of a stranger after the credits roll. And not because of one of the reasons Scott named off last week. The shared experience of the movie is why we do this podcast in the first place. And if our big screens are going to remain, we're the ones who are going to have to be advocates for it. We can't give it up. As lovers of movies, we have to understand that once we give up on our big screens, the future of the movies will truly be at the mercy of the algorithm. There's a chance that some good guy streaming platforms will work to give underdogs a voice, but the dollar eventually wins out. The value of being able to distribute without corporate approval and the communities around these movies are what's at stake. Physical media also plays a huge role in this as well, but that's a conversation for another time. It's about the effort, the commitment of two hours, what the movie means to us, the worth we attach to an experience or a piece of art. It's really what this boils down to. This leads me back to why I got on this topic in the first place. Those editors at publications who claim to live for movies, but yet would greenlight a world without movie theaters, should pack their desk. It doesn't matter what category they fall under. If they actually realize the consequences of losing local theaters, and yet they still stand by their claim that the experience is fine left in the past, or if they just don't see the connection between the health of of theaters and the movie-going community and then the future of the, the movies themselves... Either way, they should have resigned yesterday. This isn't about difference of opinion. This is about being cut out for the job. The claim is as ridiculous as a guy from Art News suggesting that we should board up the Louvre and just check out the Mona Lisa on our phones. So, whew. (laughs) You know, I really don't have an opinion on this one way or the other. I could go either way. (laughs) Moving on. We're coming up on a few big weeks of movies here in December. It's a good time to really start thinking about catching a movie or two on the big screen. If you can, take someone who hasn't been in a while. If they ask you why you bother, tell them why. If you think the price of movie theater popcorn is absurd, consider watching the Maverick filmmaker, devoured by the biggest corporations in the world, and doing it on your dime. The hard truth is that so many of the movies that that a lot of us love probably wouldn't have been made in a world dominated by an algorithm regulated by profit. Your conversations aren't with people you watch the movie with, rather the, the cast of trolls on the internet who more than likely never even watch the damn thing. And you, the movie lover, 
traded in originality and culture for convenience. It sounds dramatic, I get it, but the cost of this has already begun to show partially in the form of reboots and rehashes. This is a crucial moment where the industry will see how much we actually care about the movies and the total experience. Giving it away comes with a massive price tag, one that will cost us more than a lifetime of popcorn and soda. It'll cost us the future of our movies. And that, friends, is the price of our concession. 